This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB Public Media app. morning and thanks for listening. I am Dr. Susan Buttress from the University of Mississippi Medical Center and this is Relatively Speaking. Today we are going to be talking about our brains, our brain health. So if if you've listened to this show over the last many years that I've done it, you've heard me talk about how talking, reading, and singing to young children helps to build healthy brains for those babies, right? Well, what I want to do is talk today about the growing evidence indicating that we can actually keep our own brains healthy and maybe even build new neural pathways and produce new brain cells by doing a few things that are really simple. They're not hard. They're simple. But they may take changing some habits. It is never too late. I know some of you out there listening are saying, I'm old, can't do it, done. But that's not true. It's never too late. It's never too early, too, for you younger listeners to incorporate healthy habits. So today I want to go through some of the the evidence out there about healthy brain development, what we can do, how we can kind of get those negative things out of our life, whether those negative things are bad habits that we have or maybe negative moods that we have. So... um, Please join in as we talk through this. I always feel like the the summertime is a great time to start trying to develop new habits. Um, maybe you're not quite as harried by your schedule, maybe. Um, maybe you have some time off where you can sort of set new habits in place. Um, I'd love to hear what you have done to try to maybe have a healthier life, maybe set those new brain pathways I'm talking about. I know many of you out there likely do some things that are helpful. So today my producer is with me, Jay. I told him to hang on. He's going to get to hear all my (laughs) rantings about healthy brains. So hi, Jay. Morning. How are you? I am good. I am good. You know, I uh, was out of town, uh, out of the state on Dauphin Island, one of my fun places to be, with my family for uh, several days. And though it was very chaotic, because as um, you listeners who know me know, um, I have a very large family. It was a lot of fun, and it's always rejuvenating to have a little family time and not a huge schedule going on. So y'all bring a bunch of families together, right? We do. We how, have... do you, how do you pull that off? Because every time I've tried or been a part of that, it, it, it well... Yeah, it's hard. It has a beginning and an end. It does. And people in the middle. 
Well, these are my my five adult children who come with their. Spouses. I like how you said adult. Like that makes a difference sometimes. <laughs> It it does not sometimes. Maybe that doesn't your family. <laughs> <laughs> By and large, it was pretty amazing. We did not have any breakdowns. Nobody got upset with anybody. Yeah. We had we had fun. I will admit that that doesn't happen a hundred percent of the time right. when we gather. So it's a hard thing to do, bring a bunch of different families into one place because everybody has their own idea of what it is they want to do. And Easy. ultimately you never have the time to get everybody to everywhere they want to go. Never. Never, but so there's like there's there's some built-in disappointment that you got to find a way to work your way around or through or circumvent or something like that. It's a, it's it's a whole thing. Yeah, it is. And or or you go to a place like Dolphin Island and resolve that you're going to stay on island, and <laughs> there's not very much to do there. I'm usually like, how much did we pay for this place? <laughs> I, I'm fine. We stay here the whole time. I feel like we kind of need to earn it. You know, yeah, that's right. <laughs> we need to earn this place. Right. So I know I will say um, traffic is pretty amazingly bad if you travel on Saturdays like so many people do. So I would encourage anybody who's out there traveling um, in their car to not choose Saturday. Yeah. It's not a good day to travel. travel. on Tuesday. Travel that's on the Tuesday. Best, that's the best rates, right? On the Tuesday? I don't know. Well, yeah, for for airplanes there are. Yeah. So we're talking about happy stuff today. Um, you know, I know this show is about family and relationships, but the honest truth is um, a lot of brain health is about having good relationships. And and maybe we ought to start there. That's a, probably a good segue. You know, we always talk about sleep and, and diet, and I'm going to talk about that today. But let's talk about the healthy relationships and how important they are. And I know, you know, I can uh, did a show somewhat similar probably a couple of years ago, and we, we were talking mostly about social contacts and how important they are for your health, your brain health and your mental health. And I can remember Sue from Beaumont, mm. um, who is no longer with us. And I think many listeners miss just hearing from Sue. Absolutely. But I, I do remember that she called in and talked about how due to her, her health circumstances and the like, that she really was alone and that she really desired for more relationships. And there was a, another caller who said the same thing, and there was kind of a, a funny exchange that was <laughs> back and forth about maybe them getting together. But, you know, even something like this Think Radio, these programs, I think they can be a social connection for some people. And I think that's a, a really good thing. And I, I do believe that keeping in mind that if there are people out there who who are alone or lonely to make sure you reach out so but for you we're talking about how you we ourselves can improve our lives and so what i'm going to do is say that if you do particularly if you live alone 
that you need to make sure you establish other relationships, whether they're remotely, um, you know, we've done a lot of Zoom and WebEx and Teams and that kind of thing. But but certainly that that physical connection is the most important, like um, being able to touch someone, to hug someone, to, to be there for them. So if if you live alone, then then make yourself step out. You don't have to be an extrovert to have friends. You just have to be willing to to step out, to reach out, maybe to a neighbor that you've never even met, or maybe go to a club or maybe think about just going to a park and visiting with people there are all kinds of different ways that you can do it and and i would like for our listeners to every time i mention something i would love for you if you have some ideas about how those things can be helpful then give us a call let us know what your thoughts are because um, as we have talked about before, um, in our in the brain development arena, um, if you don't use it, you lose it. If you don't use pathways, they go away. If you if you don't use your brain for certain things, those pathways really will be underdeveloped. So give us a call. Tell us what you've done with your spare time or what you are doing with your life in general to help brain brain growth. Make those pathways good. Thanks for being with us. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress here with Jay White, and we're talking about brain health, brain development, what you can do this summer to help make some changes that will if not prolong your life, at least enhance your life while you're here. So think about these things. Join in. Tell us what you're doing to help your brain and your body last longer and be healthier so that you'll have a better life. You know, I've heard so many people, so many people who are aging, as I am, I guess we all are, um, talk about how it's terrible getting old. It's just awful getting old. Well, you know, my opinion is it really doesn't have to be. If we just work a little bit at it, yes, it takes a little bit more effort than it used to when we were young. You know, you could eat anything and do little exercise and and still maintain yourself. Well, you know, yes, it takes a little bit of work, but that's okay. It's important that um, that we take that little bit of extra work and time to to benefit ourselves. And so, one thing that I'm going to mention is that exercise is important. And I know everybody is sick of hearing about exercise, but there are a few things that older people can and should do uh, as they're moving along. One, just walk. It doesn't have to be running or jogging. And in fact, maybe a lot of jogging um, for long distances wears out joints earlier. 
But I will say that walking is very beneficial. The other thing to remember, and and I will say my sons and son-in-laws um, reminded me of that this this past week as we were on the beach, that doing a little bit of weight bearing is important, and and it may may not be more than a pound of canned beans that you lift but to use something to do a little arm lifts and weight bearing and that will help you okay so the exercise benefits are there you can swim you can do aerobics you can do pilates you don't have to pay money to do anything just do something and it'll make a difference okay that's all I'm going to say about exercise, unless one of our one of our callers wants to say that. So, but let's go on to the phones now. We have a couple of callers. We have Craig and Biloxi. Craig, hi. You have some ideas hi. about games. Yeah. Good morning. Well, first out listening to you there, I think MPB had an exercise at home routine there. If I'm not mistaken, if one of the guys could check that. But I wanted to, to uh, say that games are a good way, both video games, card games. Uh, uh, I was playing chess there pre-COVID, but I haven't been doing anything lately. Uh, and and last week I bought a Rubik's Cube. <laughs> so so that's, that should be a real challenge. Those and, are, yeah, great, great ideas. What about uh, jigsaw puzzles and things like that? Do you ever ever do any of that uh, yeah i never liked them i thought <laughs> i always thought they were boring out so that you know my my favorite part was to accidentally knock them over <laughs> <laughs> ah, you would fit well into our family but um so yes games are anything that's mentally challenging is is really excellent for your brain, especially, and I said challenging, like you mentioned chess, learning new rules of a game that you've never played. It's always better to to switch. Um, if you've always played, for example, solitaire, then do something different so that you have to challenge yourself and learn something new. That, that newness is, um, you know... <laughs> Why do people avoid doing things that um, that are hard? Is because they're hard, and it takes an effort to figure it out. What we know now is that's really good for your brain to put an effort in to to have to concentrate on something and to use a different area of your brain. Like if you've never painted before, try to paint or draw. So. Yeah, I, I downloaded a bunch of uh, math things because I was never good on math growing up. I, didn't, I wasn't interested in it mm-hmm. uh, because they had calculators, but but now it, it's a really good mental exercise, and, and I'm still trying to f- figure out trigonometry and, and the other things. You, there's, there's a lot of PDFs you can download off, off the Internet, uh, but some of them you really need a teacher. Yeah. Uh, and, and and how's the beach at Dolphin Island? It's been decades since I was there. They had a nice beach. Yeah, it's still nice. It really is. There, there. It's it's amazing. Small islands come and go um, as far as the different areas of the beach, and it's ever changing. You wouldn't believe how much it's changed if you haven't been there in many years. So you should go back. 
Yeah, yeah. The water was blue, and it had some fairly fair-sized waves. But I, mm-hmm. I, it was kind of stormy when I was there, so I couldn't go in. Yeah, yeah. The water is certainly not as clear as as the Florida area, but it's still very pretty. And you know, let me give a plug for the Mississippi beaches. Um, you know how I love the Mississippi Gulf Coast, and it. It is also a lovely place to go. Um, I've been very impressed with the way the beaches are kept up um, on the Mississippi Gulf Coast and um, some treasure hunting and walking along the beach is one of the most fun things you can do. Again, you're exercising and you're thinking about a different scenery, so all that's great. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting ready to get a trampoline too, because that's a low. I'm 68, and that's a, that's a low impact on the joints and stuff. And I believe that helps your innards, your your internal organs, to tighten up and and uh, stabilize. Yeah, it can be good for you as long as you're very careful. Just be careful. And, you know, one thing that I see people do sometimes that I think is a terrible idea is to have several people on a trampoline at the same time at some of these these uh, trampoline areas, these jump areas. It's a good way to get injured. So I think it's a good idea, Craig. Just take care and be safe. Okay. Thank you. All right. Thanks for your call. Thanks for starting us out. Okay, we're going to stay in the phones. We have John from Chateau Ridgeland joining um, some study groups. Talk to us about that, John. Sounds like some good idea. Well, there is nothing better for the spirit in contact with nature. Mm. And right now, as the climate changes, we particularly need uh, data about nature, and it's quite possible to join one of the many nature data collecting groups that are now active in this area and others and enrich your mind, get in contact with interesting people, learn new things about the birds or butterflies or whatever uh, creatures may interest you around you and actually gather scientific data. It's called citizen science. We have an unfortunate tendency to think of science in terms of things with huge telescopes or cyclotrons or something. (laughs) But you and I and ordinary folks are really needed to gather data right now. There are winter bird counts, Uh which are very important in keeping track of, of the birds that are here, any changes in the populations, and so on and so forth. There is, even for those who love them as much as I do, a butterfly count, which is done every year to keep track of butterfly populations. These can, if you are able to go outside, can take you into nature with like-minded people, or if like me, you are more or less consigned to the indoors, you can you can receive data and tabulate it. Hmm. There are many, many groups, organized groups, Audubon societies, the Xerxes societies for insects, butterflies, and other groups that will help you. And if you want to know basically how to get in touch with them, and there's a huge variety of these groups, uh, the Mississippi Museum of Natural Science can put you in touch 
with any or all of them, and it does some of it, some citizen science too. Yeah. Learn new facts, meet meet new people, and gather data, which has an actual, publishable, necessary scientific importance. Wow, John, what a good idea, especially, I think, for for people who are retired. I think so many times you, you hear about individuals who retire, and, and they're sort of at a loss. They don't know what to do with themselves. But there's so many good um, things that you can do that are good for you, and at the same time, good for society. And, and you're mentioning... Um, some, John. Uh, so the um, Natural Science Museum that's located here in Jackson, but they have an online presence, certainly. Um, so that's a, a really good idea and good way to get in touch. I know the Nature Conservancy um, is active in Mississippi also, and like you said, the Audubon Society. So I think really important if you're if that gets you excited and seems like something to do other than playing games or whatever, a a wonderful thing to do. So thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. Some of the most important information we have now used in studies of climate change from maybe a century ago just came from farmers or workmen who jotted when the first down when the first spring flowers of a particular kind bloomed. Mm-hmm. That sort of thing is, is, is organized citizen science now. Mm-hmm. And it's really important. You're doing something for yourself, but you're also doing something for for our society. Great advice, John. Thank you. And listeners, I would love to hear from others of you about things that like what Craig and John have both mentioned. How what are you doing to maybe contribute, but maybe also to to help yourself to enhance your your brain, maybe to build some new neural connections. I'd love to hear from you. Give us a call, one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. Jay, I'm going to ask you, have you done anything that that was sort of out of your comfort zone that was uh, stretching you a little bit to, to maybe develop a new pathway? Oh, mercy. <clears throat> There's been a lot of this in the last couple of years for me. Oh. And uh, the latest thing is uh, I, I, the church that I go to. It's, it's the largest church in Mississippi. Mm. And uh, I'm, I volunteered for their production department oh wow and uh they took me in and they said oh you know how to do all this stuff and i'm like well that's kind of what i do for a living and they're like all right well they they took me around with me and and they made me a technical director for their video services so that's wow that's it's a it's it's a it's a big position and i'm like are y'all sure me you want me to do that and they're like yep and I'm like, okay. That's so, and the, fabulous. I'm a radio guy. I'm a 25-year radio guy. And I worked in eight years for television back in the 1900s. Uh, but it was, <laughs> it, was, it was behind the scenes, uh-huh, which I uh-huh. guess is kind of what this is. But this is, it's kind of the front of the behind the scenes. It's the yeah. front-facing part of it. And that's, that's, that's where the rubber meets the road. So that was, that was nerve-wracking. 
It was nerve wracking, but it was one of those things where you just had to allow yourself to get pushed out of your comfort zone. And then as they always say, once you get past it, you see the benefit of it and you're glad you did it. And it's just like you said, it opens up all these these new feelings and emotions and confidence and all this kind of stuff. But it's it's the knowing that you're about to go through the two or three of these services where you hit the wrong buttons and it flashes up in front of everybody and you screw it up. And you're like, oh, I'm not supposed to do that. That doesn't go here or, you know, or something like that. And just one of those things. But it is. When you're 44, you're like, I'm not. I'm supposed to be past this learning new stuff and messing up. No. I'm supposed to be the old guy that knows how to tell everybody else what to do at this <laughs> point. But no, no, no. I had to run and go headfirst into something new. Never. In my 40s. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> never, never are you too, too old to be learning something new. And I think the evidence has shown that, that, that the, the more you challenge yourself, the better off you'll be. And like I said, you never know how long any of us are going to live. We may enhance that brain and be gone tomorrow. But at least when we're here, life will feel good and be good because yeah. it it really does. I think it it boosts your your confidence. It helps you meet other people. I mean, certainly in the church um in which you you are working, obviously, um, you're meeting thousands of people. But um, <laughs> don't say that, please. No, no. <laughs> after that, what, and look, and it's what's so funny. I've worked at MPB for 15 years, and week after week, a person will come in here and be like, "I'm so nervous," and I'm mm-hmm. like, "No, nah, you just talking to the person in front of you. Don't worry about the 35,000 people listening or how whatever number it is today. You know, just." You're talking to the person in front of you. And it's yeah. just two of y'all in a room. That's all it is. Yeah. And but I had to. I in the other situation, I'm the same nervous. Yeah. And I have to think about. Well, no, it's just me and this gadget in front of me. That's all it is. Yeah. And, and I can't think about the, the thousands of people watching <laughs> everything that I'm all the buttons I'm mashing. <laughs> so yeah. Right. But, you know, I am obviously the same way. I've done this show for 11 years. It's hard to believe, but I have. And um, and every every time I come in, I get a little bit nervous. But you know what they say about that anxiety. It's good. A little bit is good. A lot is bad. A little bit is good. Passion nerves are good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that way you get excited about what you're doing and you really concentrate. Um, and and want to stay with it. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I think in, in terms of your topic today, one of the things that I heard somebody say a couple of weeks back that I'm really trying to force into my life is is to actively see things as oppor- see something that you didn't anticipate mm-hmm. as opportunity and mm-hmm. not always um, threat. Mm-hmm. Good, because every threat is an opportunity, and I don't know why human instinct is to just see it as op- as threat and not opportunity, or mm-hmm. both, mm-hmm. or to just be able to process it for what it is. But yeah, I mean, for some reason, anytime something comes up, we're like, oh, what's that? You know, instead of being like, ooh, what's this? What's this? And the people who what can, can see that, it? especially like I'm so jealous of like teenagers, like people in their 
like early teens that are already get it and, yeah. and they know how to just plow right through obstacles and it doesn't even check them up. Yeah. Ah, I hate those people. Yeah. No, I don't really. I, I'm jealous of them. Oh, but you do it. And I know you do. <laughs> and, you know, there's a, a lot, a lot of way to help yourself through that kind of thing is that positive self-talk. Instead of going, oh, I can't believe that happened. I can't do this. I'm angry. To say, wait a minute. I can get through this. Let me think through this. Let's figure if we can MacGyver this or do, you know, I think just giving yourself the credit that you can work through a bump in the road is is such a positive thing. And it really does, like you said, Jay, open up doors for you if you allow yourself to not slam them shut because something was a little out of kilter so and that's a hard thing to do especially yeah. if you've found yourself into a comfortable place in life mm-hmm. so. yeah all right let's go back to the phones we have uh bell in yazoo county who's going to talk to us about her pastimes talk to us bell um, I just wanted to make a, a couple of suggestions for retirees <clears throat> on things to do. Um, I think I, I really think every retiree ought to go to a gym, see if they have a discount, and become a member. It is so helpful, no matter how decrepit you think you are. There's always some kind of light exercise machine. Absolutely. And, uh, another thing, I used to keep a diary sporadically but i've decided with my brother's encouragement um to write reminiscences about the way my little hometown used to be because it has economically died and Mm -hmm. um you know no businesses on main street anymore except uh convenience stores it's just really sad and i've seen that happened to so many small towns mm-hmm. and um the, 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 something else is i'm lucky to have screen porches where i live and uh early in the morning real early uh, I, when i'm up early i like to go sit out there and listen to the birds singing mm-hmm. and anyway that's just some ideas i had to pass along thank I- you Oh, Belle, great, great ideas. Journaling, um, or even if you don't feel like writing, just recording it somehow would be awesome. You know, one thing that my family has long regretted is that my grandparents on both sides had just incredible stories. And we got some of them down, but we didn't get all of them. Same for my father, who had just this wealth of knowledge about our hometown, Canton, um, and it loved that city and had, you know, many memories about it. And honestly, we got some of his memories down, but not all of them. So thank you for doing that for people in the future, Bell. Make sure that you keep recording that. Um, and you mentioned one um, one other thing I want to emphasize a little bit is the, the birds, listening to the birds. You know, um, every time I am out in our garden and I 
listen to the birds, and they're we are so lucky in Mississippi. We have typically uh, just a, a plethora and a variety of birds. We have a good friend who's a bird watcher and has done um, quite a bit of watching and photographing and, and is highly knowledgeable. I don't know a lot about them, but I will say if you go outside and listen for our state bird, the mockingbird, it is uh, it will make you laugh to just listen to the numerous bird calls of that mockingbird because it'll come up with a bird call and then it'll go, wait, I know this one and I know this one and I know this one. And so if you if you allow yourself to get out there and start listening to that and trying to identify the different bird calls and bird sounds, um, yeah, another learning piece. So um, great suggestions, Belle. Um, And the final one I'll reiterate about the gym. Almost every gym has a discount, especially for seniors. And one thing that I do not belong to one, I think it's a good idea, but I have heard from other Friends, in fact, my sister has mentioned this when she has gone to the gym that people are so ready to help others out. If you don't know how to use a piece of equipment or uh, not sure what to do, there's always somebody there who will help you. So, three good points of advice, Belle. I love what you said about your. Family, I, I knew some of your kin folks in Natchez, uh-huh. so it really made it come to life when you were talking about that. So, thank you for for the show. Uh, thank you, Belle. Thanks for calling. We're talking about that brain health, uh, just enhancing our lives, and we've talked about several different things. But the next thing I really would like to talk about just a little bit is diet and healthy diet, um, because that is one of those things that we talk a lot about more in the area of, of weight control or weight loss, I think. And, and what we really need to do is, is know what is really, really help, healthy for us in a brain-enhancing sort of way. And so let me just talk to you a little bit about this. Here's another area in which we are very lucky in Mississippi is that there are a lot of people who have gardens. There are many farmers markets out there that you can go to and access and support your your local growers out there. There are many people who have um, who grow things like Broccoli. Broccoli is just an incredible brain food, you guys. It's got zinc and magnesium and so many different vitamins that are absolutely vital for brain growth. And actually, there are some studies that have shown just eating um, broccoli on a regular basis um, has been shown to improve memory. So think about that. If you don't like broccoli, there are other things you can do. Nuts, fatty fish, um, pumpkin seeds um, are, are another 
uh, health food, and eggs. And I was just hearing on the news this morning that eggs, the price has dropped 14%. So if you were finding they were really expensive for a while, then then the prices come down. What, they find some lost chickens or something? <laughs> I don't know what? what happened. I don't know. You know, it it was like there was a shortage of chickens for a while, I guess. I guess they found a key to that extra pen or something. <laughs> Maybe. Um, but the choline that is in egg yolks is really, really healthy for your brain development. And um, it's it's one of those important um, uh, vitamins that is needed for the lining of nerve cells and the like. So um, that healthy eating is one thing that we really need to to make sure that we're doing. Also, the other thing that healthy eating does is it seems to decrease inflammatory issues. So, you know, um, a lot of additives, dyes in foods um, are just terrible. And the last thing I'll say about diet before we move on to something else is that if you if you think about sort of shopping um, around a grocery store or at farmers markets where you can get those fresh fruits and vegetables, you're going to be way healthier. Oranges, by the way, is another um, very very healthy food that sometimes people forget. We talk a lot about apples, but we forget about oranges. But oranges are also um, highly healthy. So, um, and listeners, if you have some other food suggestions, you know, we talk about the Mediterranean diet. That's that's really important, but you don't have to like Greek salads to be able to eat more like a Mediterranean diet. So keep that in mind. Um, give us a call. We're going to go to our next break. And when we come back, I'm going to talk to you about the next two big pieces of brain health. But I want to hear from you. And I would love to hear folks tell us about you know, some somewhere in an, an age that they considered advanced for changing some sort of fundamental thing in their life where they just switched their way of thinking about something. They were like, I'm not going to let this thing be what it's been in the past. I'm going to think differently about it and just did it. I'd love to hear somebody. And how did you do that? Yeah. Like, how did you just decide on that and follow through with it? Yeah. Because I, I, I do think that at some point in time, you have to have the confidence that I can really do this and and make that shift. And make that change. Or maybe something just made you, it, it pushed you till you were uncomfortable enough where you fought for yourself mm. and made a change in some sort of thing. And maybe it was a you know? lost relationship. Yeah. Maybe it was a change in job or maybe it was a health scare. But I think any of those might be the impetus to help someone. But yeah, that would be great to yeah. hear. Like you were like, oh, well, you know what? That person's always negative. Let me hang around them less and see if it makes my interactions more positive, mm. you know, or, you know, this relative of mine, it seems like they always leverage me into doing stuff for them, but they never pour back into me. 
Maybe I should say something indirectly about it instead of just letting them use me like they always do. It's just random, Ooh. bunch of different examples like that. Everybody has those Everybody. little connections to different people that they tolerate and why. Yeah. Is it because it's too much trouble to confront people or? Uh, it yeah. may it may be trouble. This may be an inconvenience, but it's less of an inconvenience yeah. than getting in a fight with somebody over something. Right. And I can see how you, you know, we always like negotiate those things with ourselves. But I, I want to hear from some people who decided that was enough was enough. And they were going to fight for their own happiness. Oh, I like that. <laughs> fight for their own happiness. Okay. Jay and I threw out sort of a challenge. We wanted to hear from you about um, maybe making a change. How did you make a change? And we've got a couple of callers I want to get to. First, we'll go to David in Horn Lake. Hi, David. Hey, uh, good morning. Thank you for taking my call. I like to uh, tell everybody that if they're trying to take care of, if they're, let me get my tongue back up here. If they're <laughs> stuck in the role that most people are not prepared for, which is caregiving, uh-huh. that I would encourage them to check and see if they have an adult daycare center uh, in, available to them. I uh, mm. found one, and it was a blessing and a half. And also, you'll find if you can find a support group because you need of uh, uh, you need to realize that uh, you're not by yourself, and the problems and issues that you come with is not unique to your only self. And if you need help, I got it. It ain't. There's nothing wrong for ask for self help every once in a while. The daycare service, the adult daycare service, only two had a once a month. They had a Saturday day. Uh, uh, like a Mother's Day out deal. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted, like I said, if you need to go to a funeral or a wedding, like a lot of times, you know, weddings are on Saturdays or whatnot, you could still maybe have a little bit of resemblance of the social life and also uh, educate yourself about my mother who tried to get up in the middle of the night and tried to, she tried to, she became a wanderer. Mm. They have a program called Safe Return. It's patterned after metal alert deal. You get a pendant, I mean, a, a necklace or a bracelet has a 1-800 number on there. And uh, also, my local police department has a common courtesy service, fingerprinted and did mug shots, mug shots of my mother. So in case she wandered off, and she, they'd have fingerprints and, and picture ID that would expedite the process. But the metal alert deal, you get one for your, your, your parents that you care for and also for yourself. Mm-hmm. Because if you're out, and if you have a heart attack or in a model vehicle, your parent can wander off, and they wouldn't know who to call or, or to, to check and make sure that they're, you know, in a, in a controlled situation. Wow. Wow, David. Those are great tips. Oh, my goodness. And, and, and come on to Soto County. They got all, this, all the services. Yeah. Actually, wonderful tips. And the uh, place a little emphasis on the making sure that caretakers take care of themselves because, um, as you noted, there is sometimes that can be such a very difficult drag down and can cause mental health problems alone. And I know there are plenty of people out there who have been caretakers and are just overwhelmed and fatigued and never get enough sleep. So, David, thank you for reminding caretakers out there to take care of yourself. Ask for the help. Wonderful. Thank you, David. Um, great suggestions. Okay, we're going to go to Cat and Mobile next. Hi, Cat. Good morning. How y'all doing? Doing well. Tell us so your thoughts. My, well, my comment um, 
it's so many different areas and where I'm learning to set boundaries, mm-hmm. um, but specifically in conversation with people that may be a little bit more negative, I'm learning to be optimistic in conversation. And that either makes people be optimistic as you are, or either they'll just stop talking to you, period. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's really great. It's like you don't have to confront them and say, I don't want to hear about that or this, you know, this or that. They get the hint when you're like, it'll be okay. We can work through this. Uh-huh. Good times, you know, are on the way. Bad times don't last always. Sometimes people just want someone to, misery loves company. Yeah. And, um, I just, I'm learning not to give in to that. So I'm going to persistently be optimistic and either people will join me or get away from me. And either way, it's okay. I love it. Persistently optimistic. And, you know, if somebody, like you said, if somebody doesn't like that, then then they can go away and, and ha- be in their misery without you. Yeah. Wonderful advice, Kat. Okay, persistent. Kat is going to be our unofficial director of positivity for okay. MPB Think Radio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have a great day. <laughs> thank you. All right. Okay, we're going to go to our last caller. We have Steve in Boonville. Hey, Steve, you've got some ideas for us? Well, yeah, just uh, I'll try to make this real quick. It took me a long time. I'm, I'm up in my 60s now, and, and I had to come to the realization that um, we actually teach others, not even being aware of it, we teach others how to treat us, how mm. they can talk to us. We mm. are doing that unconsciously, and we need to really become aware of how what we're teaching them and let them know that, yeah, there are boundaries that need to be set out, and, and we need to respect ourselves in that area. I like that. Okay, give give an example, if you will, for our listeners about what you mean. Um, well, uh, of uh, the way people would talk to you, talk down to mm-hmm, you, mm-hmm. Uh, degrading, or like um, you you don't know much of anything, or or you're not from around here, mm-hmm. and uh, you you need to um, respectfully defend yourself and and let them. That let them see that you will stand your ground respectfully uh, to them and and, uh, and respect their viewpoint, but they need to respect yours as well. Perfect. You know, Steve, I was just um, reviewing an article on the way a person presents themselves and carries themselves is often the way people view them and deal with them so for example you know if if someone walked up to you who typically had been more of one of those negative people who were more demeaning to you to stand up straight hold your head up to look them clear in the eye people tend to relate to you differently than if you are sort of hunched over and eyes downward and acting like maybe you're not as good as they are or you don't count as much. You you don't realize what what kind of presentation you're putting out there. You've got to become aware of how you're presenting yourself. Right. 
I like that. Okay. So, listeners, we have our, our two last callers got, uh, gave us two good messages. One um, from Kat is that we need to be um, optimistic, continually optimistic. That wasn't the word, but be optimistic all the time and let those negative Nellies go away. And Steve said, have confidence in yourself and present yourself well so that others will also have confidence in you. So thank you for that. And thanks to everyone and to all of our our listeners. Um, this was, as always, a fun, good show. I love having you guys. Southern Remedy is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and funded and provided in part by a grant from the University of Mississippi Medical Center and support from listeners just like you. If you'd like to hear this show again or any past episodes, you can listen to the podcast on your favorite podcast app by searching Southern Remedy Relatively Speaking. The show is a production of MPB Think Radio, engineered and produced by Jay White. Call screener is Abram Nanny, and I'm Dr. Susan Buttress. I hope you'll join us next Tuesday at 11 for Relatively Speaking, right here on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.